Welcome to Pure Health Podcast. Your weekly guide on how to live a healthy whole food life. Where two clinical nutritionist sisters, Kirsty and Nicole, talk about their experience in the clinic looking into gut health, women's health and weight loss. Plus, unfiltered banter behind the scenes of work, life and play. Welcome back, guys. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. I feel like we say this every time. I know. We're back we on the intros. I know. We had a week off because I was unorganised. <laughs> No, oh, I mean I for podcasting. Well, I had a week off. Little work. Missy was in Bali. I know. I was actually, I'll be honest with you guys, not starting this podcast on a negative note, but I was like looking in the, because we obviously record this podcast, and I was looking in the, the reflection in my camera. And I was like, how do I look so terrible? I've just been on a fucking week's holiday. <laughs> Tell me so, I was, honey, like, I was like, seriously, holiday's meant to rejuvenate you, and I look no, like a bit bloodshot. Oh, no, I don't know what's wrong with me at the moment. I said to you guys, like, three podcast episodes ago, I was like, I swear I'm getting my doctor's results back next week, but I was like, I swear those mosquitoes that annihilated me in Bali, like maybe, how long were we in Bali the first time? End of August. End of August. Anyway, I was just saying, to, I was at the grief bob, I was just saying to Nicole um, that, because I was like, surely life sometimes feels not this hard. <laughs> It's drama Wednesday. <laughs> okay, no, it's just like end of year, but I just feel cooked and I was like, surely life is not We hard. spoke we... about this on uh, I think our last podcast, how everyone's just so tired of this time yeah. of year. It's normal. Like, and then like I'll be, the pressure off. I'll be real with you guys. Like I am feeling worse because I'm about to get my period and I'm an idiot last week and I can't process alcohol. Like I genetically, my, my our natural bath says this to both of us mm. and this is really good um, – coming to this season but also because we did an episode on um, alcohol the other week but I literally probably had I drank five out of seven days last week and it was just because it was a family holiday and Scotty's parents like here have another one and you when you have someone else's family you don't want to be like Scotty's dad is hilarious he's so funny he's like so Scotty's mum is Irish and his dad's Scottish and his dad's like busy doing um tequila shots <laughs> Kirsty sent us a photo and he was like, had his eyes shut. I, we need to put that on our Pure Health page. Anyway, so like just about bad influence. And I'd said to my naturopath like a few weeks before me, like, don't worry, I'll hardly drink in Bali. And like in the standards of what Kirsty's like, I'm going to go into this like a health retreat. Like I'm so excited just not to drink. Like I just eat so healthy when I'm away, which you do. I do, but, yeah. And then, yeah, meanwhile, she's sending me photos of shots. I'm I like, didn't do any shots. Jim was oh, doing but shots. but you had four margins. Yeah, so this is the other thing as well is like, I mean, I get drunk really easily, same as you. Actually, no, I get drunk way quicker than you, don't I? Like mm. I am tipsy, very tipsy after no, two. No, it only takes me one or two to feel yeah. tipsy. And I was like full tipsy after two. And I think I realised that like two is my limit. Mm. But like I, so we worked out that four margaritas is six standard drinks and I realised that six standard drinks just like messes me. Mm. Like we used to drink like. Well, that's <laughs> the scary young. thing because like when you're younger, you think four drinks, that's nothing, nothing in one night. Like that would be a well-behaved night. Yeah, it is. And then like me now, six drinks, like so six standards I had one night, which is four margaritas over the space of like five hours. But I drank five nights and I had the biggest night was four drinks over like five hours. Mm. And then every other night, the nights I did drink, I had one, max two. And there'd be like a gin and soda, a wine or a margarita. And yeah, I just feel horrendous this week. And so sorry, where I was getting with that. And this is where it's a really good reminder of coming into the festive season. So use my idiotic behaviour. <laughs> 
Let's speak more kindly to ourselves, <laughs> should we? No, it's fine. I'm human. But like now my PMS is really bad this week and my skin has broken out. Yeah, and it's like, just been a bit moody. Yeah, I was like, would Nicole and I have this. Okay, tell everyone about your really cute thing that you came up with or you saw on social media. I think I spoke about this. Oh, yeah, you did. Um, yeah, it was ages ago. I saw like an Instagram reel or something and it was, I don't know, maybe she's a psychologist. She was like an older lady, but I thought it was really sweet. She was saying how when her and her husband like come home from work or whatever time of the day is, they'll be like, how are you feeling? And they'll be like, I'm 60%. Well, they're like, oh, well, I'm like a hundred percent. So I can cover your 60% or whatever. Like it's really like a nice way to like. I guess just focus on how you can support each other. But if you're both feeling like 10%, then you're like, okay, well, let's just like yeah. take a breather, have some space yeah. because like obviously, especially when you're in a relationship and you're living together, mm. like you experience all emotions. So it's nice, I guess, just to like, mm. you know, understand where each other's at. And so I said to Nicole, I was like, where are you at today? She's like 60, 70. I feel around 70%, yeah. I reckon. And I was like, I'm at 10. So <laughs> I'll try and cover <laughs> some of that. But yeah, it's such a nice way just it to But yeah, I want to remind other. you guys, if you're not feeling your best, a lot of time is no, not always, there's so many things, but like a lot of time it can be linked to alcohol and like um, we need to get like Ellie on here for genetics, but like genetically mm. we both don't process alcohol well. Like I know like for instance, Scotty, he's tired this week because um, he had, and he probably did drink most days in Bali, but that's the extent of his fatigue mm-hmm. is just around alcohol and that's it. Whereas for me, I'm like literally breaking out all under my chin, I'm bloated af <laughs> i love real chat yeah, so we're I. humans we go through highs <laughs> and like, bloody lows well, i don't know how i did it when i was young and yeah i like yeah. i don't you do you ever have this problem where you like overthink how much to like talk about like not even on social as a media, health professional you feel the pressure yeah. that your health should be perfect 100 and you should do everything perfect and then yeah. also do you find the pressure as well sometimes where you want to keep it real and just be really relatable but then also you want to um, be positive like as in I get yeah. sometimes scared of being too real that I'm, I'm being negative mm-hmm. and I don't want to be negative for people and just be positive but then I realize that I'm listening if I listen to people just hearing a perfect curated life with no like ups and downs and everything it's perfect so it's unrelatable it's so unrelatable and boring so this so, podcast is about sharing the highs and the lows yeah, that we wouldn't be showing <laughs> and the realness yeah and like I'm not really going to jump on social media and like on sorry on Instagram story and be like guys I'm breaking out and I'm bloated and yeah it's having a balance I think like of what you're sharing um but I know I find it so relatable when people just like real and Mm. raw and like Mm. it's that's like human that's how humans connect is that vulnerability because we all go through it so no one's perfect and I think like for Nicole and I this year we've both been like navigating some really big hurdles like for Nicole I don't want to put the words in your mouth but from what like I pick up like you've been navigating like trying to work with a massive client load like Nicole is so busy and then like the amount of dedication, time, effort, energy like that mm-hmm. she does for her clients. Like she is, I tell her she's employed the month every month. Even though Alex is amazing as well, they both are. But like she just puts so much time, dedication, energy and her whole like everything into her clients and so obviously that wears her out as well and then you're more of a actually, here's a good plug, I mean, Annie, it's just, you know, um, I've been reading a book surrounded by idiots and I've been it's learning so different. Good. It's really good. I haven't read it, but it looks so yeah, good. Yeah, and there's all the four different personality types. There's red, yellow, blue and green. Yeah. Green's like the most popular, but it's like, what are the qualities? It's green. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're green. It's like um, perfectionist is one of the qualities of green and it was like really like patient. patient and like really like just gentle and easygoing and a real team player and yeah. like – 
that's Nicole to a T. And then I was learning that Scotty, like he's a blue personality, which is like analytical, logical, um, really methodical. Like <laughs> just say like, that in a harsh tone. Because he's so fucking, like just so many people listening to this be like, yeah, my partner's so, it's a very it's a male, male trait. Yeah. Yeah. And then, very logical. Uh, yeah, yeah, very logical. And then there's, I'm in the yellow, which is like, it's like charismatic, <laughs> loud. No, nah, loud's like, not one. No, nah, it, it was like, yeah, it was like charismatic. Persuasive. Like, people, persuasive, really talkative. Like anyone who knows me knows I don't shut up. And like, and it was like, what else was other things? It was like, yeah, very like, I think it was inspiring. It's so funny. It's literally like, yeah. it's to a T. And then you start thinking of like, oh, the people close in your yeah. life. You're like, yeah, there's such a red, per- or not yeah. red, red's kind of not the worst, but it's a bit No, more. I definitely have some red traits in me. Yeah. Um, I think anyone that's a CEO, managing director, kind of, you know, in a company, um, you yeah. always have a bit of red in you, you have to. Yeah. Otherwise, like, if you're a massive, see, like, for instance, like, yellow and red don't have people pleasing in them, whereas green, is more people pleasing, mm. but you're not a people ple- like you definitely are more people pleasing oh, than I am. Definitely have had my years of trying to overcome yeah. that. But where I was kind of getting with that was Nicole, as like obviously being sorry, I didn't want to like put words in your mouth. I should really let you speak no, to you. Thank you. That was a compliment. But she's been like really working through with that, and then I've been trying to work through like managing client load and then also being a managing mm. director. And we didn't really realize like my business coach coming into opening his clinic. I was like, he was like, you're gonna need a clinic manager soon. And in my head, I was like. Shane, what are you on about? Like, I'm not going to need a clinic manager. Mm. Like, like <laughs> these things are easy. And then I realised since we moved in here, I'm like, holy fuck, there's, there's so, so much to do. So much to think about, oh, little things. Like, like, and, I don't, and, and then Shane said to me yesterday on my call, he's like, Kirsty, you're the only company I work with out of the hundreds of companies. And he was essentially saying you're an idiot, but like in a nice way. And like, yeah. I love him. Not in, like, he's a really good friend of mine as well. But essentially he was like pretty much saying like, you're an idiot. Like you're trying to manage a full client load and be a managing director. Like you can't do both. Mm. Like he's like, you're doing both and you're doing really well. And he's like, I love your work ethic, but like, this is not a maintainable thing. Yeah. So, and then you can like give a hundred percent to what you're doing instead of like not that you're doing it mm. half-hearted but like when you're trying to be around so many things mm. like you can't give everything you're and all. it's like even like with you as well um so yeah there's lots of finding that happy medium mm. but yeah there's oh, that's just like life eh? you're is. just like learning as you go you the biggest like thing this year I remember I think I was speaking about it with Sammy um mm. was just like allowing yourself to fail like in order to grow like when you feel like you should be doing everything right or mm. perfect and I feel like even when you're in early stages of your career I know I speak about this with a lot of my girlfriends it's like you feel such immense pressure to be yeah, like in your almost 20s. perfect, yeah. like of doing the job right. Yeah. It's like, well, obviously you don't know what the fuck you're doing yeah. at the start and of your career. Like we, you're learning as you yeah. go. Like and you have no expectations yeah. and allow yourself to fall, to and, grow. And like, this is where we like, I think we spoke about on the podcast before, but where I realised where I was feeling a lot of anxiety. I was working through this with my psychologist, but like we place these expectations and we do, everyone does this in life in general. We place these expectations so high mm. and then we're like severely anxious or like feeling like, why am I so anxious? Yeah, like, like, and I'm like, oh, fuck, because you're like, I'm so dramatic here, obviously, guys. But like, I'm like, oh, like, Kirst, you set this bar so high. Like a perfect example, like I'll be really real with you guys. I have some pretty high expectations. Like obviously I see a business coach, like about the numbers of the business and rah, 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 rah as well. Like I have to be across that. Like yeah. I don't love numbers and I'd rather dig my head in the sand and just focus on my clients and mm. nurture my um, clients and stuff. But I, yeah. I have to be across the numbers. And like I had these goals and expectations of being like, okay, I need to have like X amount in pure health bank account. I need to be seeing these kind of like, you know, numbers. And then I realized, so like for something for me, that is not a strength of mine. Like we have, you know, amazing revenue coming through this company, but 
the expense line is something I've had to really learn. Yeah. And it really overwhelms me because I'm like, I fucking don't know how much money I have to spend on this, this and this. Like, can we afford this? What are we doing with this? Yeah. And so, like, there's been times, obviously, where I've been like, fuck, like, there's a lot of things going out right now. So many hats you have to wear. Yeah, like, we're obviously, like, you know, paying for a fit out, like, all these things. And I'm like... I have no idea what I'm doing. And so there was like obviously big stresses around that and like that expect- expectation that I should know what I'm mm. doing and I should get it right when I've never run a business before like and I've never done any of that stuff before. Like how are you meant to execute that? And like, everyone's gone through this. Yeah. Like even the people, the highest CEOs in the world yeah. had to start from this and yeah. learning the hard way as mistakes. well. And, and I'm ma- just – freaking lucky that I have like your support Nicole's like the best support ever like I am some such a little grumpy. It's been so nice. I know today. but you Keep deserve it because sometimes I'm a little grumpy bitch and I'm like <laughs> Nicole <laughs> you fucking no I don't talk to a lot sometimes I do. Um, it's like the benefits Sibling there's love. like it's it's the, like we like it's funny we actually do so like one of my best I was like bitching about Nicole the other day to one of my best friends and I was like I'm so off her at the moment like Nicole and I both do this we get like have a week where we're both like synced up with our cycles we're both off each other anyway my best friend was like Kirst like you guys do so well like you guys literally I mean I know you're moving out with Elliot soon but like you guys literally live together work together (laughs) it's actually a bit scary how much we do together and we we generally 90 percent of the time 95 percent of the time we get along so well and execute everything we have that five percent of sometimes where we're just like maybe ten <laughs> percent but look there's months that are worse than others um but what similarly does it was just saying we don't know how we spend so much bloody time mm. together but um i don't know what else you were saying i was saying i was on a roll biggest thing expectations yeah expectations. What we're saying yeah. and learning and growing yeah and I think also the last thing I want to touch on before we actually get into today's podcast episode was I saw something really good recently on social media, but it was like in your 20s, like you go through so many different life lessons mm. and I me mean, you do your whole life. But like in your 20s, you also have this really big thing of being like these pressures. And I know there's going to be a lot of people listening to this right now being like, fuck, I can relate, mm. of like you should have all your shit sorted out. You should be like having like lots of money in the bank account and you should have your career sorted and all your passions and everything like that sort of, right? Mm. Then you should also like make sure you have fun and like travel, travel the, the world, world. Yeah. and like do everything. It's, and then it's so like, true. And you're t- like, especially when you get your, to your mid to late 20s, yeah. it's like I should, I, I should be buying a house. I should yeah. be with my lifelong partner already. Yeah. I should – be having a successful career but also I want to like just fucking live my life and yeah. go travel the world and, and backpack then, and sleep with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I would say. And just this have is not me. But. Like my best friends at the moment I'm like just go have as much sex as you want, darling. Like there's no shame in it like and oh, even like you've got another friend that's sad. recently single as well and you're just like just oh, have lots of sex. Um Cesslave. But um I was going to say Oh, and then there's the whole thing I was talking about with one of my clients yesterday. But when you're into your late, late 20s and then early mm. 30s, there's this like like time clock pressure. Like it's like I think part of society's stupid thing about calling women geriatrics at 35. It's the dumbest thing There is actually so much more chat coming about this. I saw yeah, um, I have seen Laura Henshaw, like yeah. Pod, they did a podcast on this recently. Michelle Battersby, I don't know how to say her last name. She's um, – like a, she's like a no. no she's just like a boss girl vibe she runs has running a company at the moment but she had this massive thing about coming out you know like how scared she was when she found out she was pregnant mm. and she's the ceo and she p- had put it off for so many mm. years and it's that i feel like there's so much more like chat around this there now is, yeah. of like that pressure women well, feel yeah and then especially 
because so many women are so career driven yeah. and how they're like scared to like fall I, pregnant. I'm so scared. Like, yeah. and even one of my best friends has fallen pregnant recently and she runs her own business and she's like, I think she's really excited about it now, but still it is so scary as a business owner. Mm. And like I think in general like everyone in their late, late 20s, early 30s, you start to feel this pressure mm. um, in general of being like, I mean like we were saying that the other day, like I still feel like, like I'm 28, 29 in May next year. Like I still mm. feel like I'm a kid. <laughs> Yeah, like, I feel like I'm too well, young. Even to have a like baby. our dad, who's in his like mid sixties, is like, I still feel like I'm twenty four yeah, most days. Yeah. Here's he, here's he. <laughs> what does he say? He's like, you're a no, I shouldn't say it. it's really politically. Yeah, so it's like, Kirsty, why are you calling me? You always just want something when you call me. Why are you always leading on the phone, Kirsty? Okay, literally. He's so funny. Anyway, I um, realised we've been talking for like ten billion minutes. No, but I was just going to quickly say, um, yeah, yeah, we'll make the actual podcast. <laughs> I feel like we're in a really good role today, though. Like this is some really this inspiring is just some life updates. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, oh, yeah, the pressure though of like when you own a business, like when you run your own business as well, of like. How the heck do you manage to have a kid and do that? And you see, like, really successful women yeah, doing it. Like, like, it's achievable, but well, you it's do. Like, like, how the fuck do you do it? A few it? people I actually find very inspiring and do it. Like, Rachel Finch, I really yeah. love her. Sarah's, um, Sarah Stevens, Sarah Tills, or whatever her name is. Sarah, Sarah Day. Day, yeah. Um, actually, yeah, anyway, I won't go there. Um, I was going to say it was really interesting her recent vlog post, vlog with her food testing is going to kind of come up today. It was interesting. I was reading the comments on that. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but who else is inspiration with pet kids? Um, there's so, so many. many. Yeah. And like they do it. And I think like, you know, you just got to really want to make it work. Anything you want to make work in mm. life, you can make it work. You just got to want it bad enough. Anyway, so that's where my thoughts are at the moment. That's where we're at. And very last and thing. Booking Europe next year because I want to have a oh. hot girl summer in Europe next year. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Send to Scotty. Scotty, I need a Euro trip if, if we because if we accidentally fall pregnant because we all know that my contraceptive methods are not always the safest <laughs> listen to last episode about yeah, contraception actually, actually i fully shared my contraceptive methods on there <laughs> anyway gone rogue um what were you saying oh europe very side note as well david beckham documentary so good guys I i'm sure everyone i'm sure i'm everyone. so behind i've only watched yeah, the first two like, yeah. I'm obsessed with him. Yeah. Like I feel like How our generation wasn't like because like, no. we were so young when he was like big then. And I also want to say something. But gorgeous. Yeah, he is beautiful. Oh I also really want to say something, but I don't think I can publicly shame myself this badly. I'm gonna have so many people. I told like Kate. You didn't this know this who morning. David Beckham was. No, no, I knew you knew who he was, but oh. there's something else that's really embarrassing, and I probably shouldn't publicly shame say myself. It. You have to say it now. All right. <laughs> Kate was like, "What the fuck?" What? <laughs> Like, okay, so I know who David Beckham is. I know who he, he was, everything he did. Do you know Victoria Beckham? And like I knew his wife yeah. was Victoria Beckham. Yeah. But I had no idea that she was from the Spice Girls. Oh, <laughs> that's not that bad. Because I love the Spice Girls, but they were like yeah. around in the 90s when we were kids. But like oh, I never really Spice knew Girls them the individually. No, but she was just like, how do you not know that <laughs> Victoria Beckham was one of the Spice Girls? And I was like, I didn't know. She was posh Spice. Yeah, she was. Oh, They're so, so cute. Oh. It's just the best documentary. It's really interesting as yes, well. I agree. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I really like his heart. I really, what I took from the first episode anyway was like hard his working. hard work and dedication. The second episode shows as well, like oh. how he just like got through that, that crazy yeah. time of like when everyone like hated on him. Yeah, I know. So crazy. Anyway, anyway we're getting right. distracted. So today's episode. Pathology testing or just testing in yeah. general. So 
I think I want to start with the first preface of today. Everyone is so obsessed or gets really hooked on buying some random supplements or like some mm-hmm. random like magic diet pills, whatever, mm-hmm. um, and spending a lot of money when they don't actually like test, don't guess. That's mm. our motto for today's podcast and we've said it to you guys before. The amount of people that waste so much money on getting random supplements from like stupid or supermarkets or self-diagnosing stuff. And I like, I love those clients. I luckily don't have any of them at the moment, so I'm not going to offend anyone, but I love those clients that come in being like, yes, yeah, so I've done, been doing the research and doing this, 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 and this. I've been doing this for like the last six months. Which is great to do research yeah. and understand. Like that's amazing. But then they but kind of act like they know everything. I'm like, oh, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you've already got it all. You don't need sort me. You've got your nutrition degree and you're fine. Anyway. Yeah, I think as well, like everything we come back to and this is what how we work with our clients and what we're all about is obviously individualised treatment. Yeah. So obviously we want to be as comprehensive as possible with our mm-hmm. clients. The biggest thing is understanding and getting to the root cause of yeah. what's driving these symptoms. Yeah. Um, and then we can provide more accurate and thorough treatments based on things like yep. test results because it is, yeah, black and white. This well, is well, you just don't what know what's going on. With. Like we can, like also sh- obviously we yeah mm. go into deep case analysis with, yeah, like, with symptoms, cl- clinical and signs and symptoms, and like well, you have to put that alongside like testing, right? But you can't. Mm. I don't love it when practitioners just go prescribe. Like there's a quite a few practitioners out there. I don't know. I can't name any names, and I wouldn't anyway. But I know there's a lot of people out there that just like have a patient come through and they just instantly prescribe a lot of supplements mm. based on their symptoms. Or even the worst one is people going on fucking parasite cleanses when they haven't oh, been tested for a, a parasite. That, oh. Where like actual, I think it was actual nutritionists like put her on like all the like really expensive parasite treatment. Yeah, didn't you say and she, she spent like thousands of dollars on all these supplements? No, I don't okay. know, like hundreds. But she was just like, yeah, she was testing me for a parasite. I was like, oh, did you like get tested for one? Mm. And she was like, no. I was like, how? Like are you trading for someone for something that like, you don't even know they have and you're just and assuming based on symptoms? It's so specific. There's so many different parasites in the treatment like and what you use And to if you get rid are to trade or not to trade. Yeah, because like, that's the other thing as well is you don't necessarily need to treat everyone with a parasite. Like I know that it's a very um, controversial world out there with parasites. I found it on the news. <laughs> hey, for seas and guts. Um, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have the loudest sneeze ever. I'm sorry, I don't know how to cut things out of this podcast. I'm so sorry, guys. She's got like spit drooling down her face as well. Oh my god, you're a hot mess this week. <laughs> Bloodshot eye, drooling. I look like I'm on a two week bender. No joke, I'm just on five I, drinks. It's like you're wearing week. mascara, but you're not. I don't know I what's don't happening know. to your oh, eyes. <laughs> sorry. You really know your sister will keep it real with you. <laughs> with you eyes. do not look great. Oh, no, I'm that's kidding. so obnoxious to listen to. I'm really sorry, guys. Okay, so sorry. <laughs> bringing it back, test, don't guess, individualised treatment, testing is used so we can dive deeper and be thorough yep. and get to the root cause. Yep. So we're going to go through kind of like very generic and I guess the foundation testing we do, whether it's blood pathology mm. or functional testing um, and kind of what this can help us identify yep. and why we do use it in clinic. But So first of all, why is it different getting testing done with a clinical nutritionist and us going through the testing? What do, oh, as in the reference ranges we use. Well, we're actually going to get into that. So if you just <laughs> wait one minute, Kirsty, <laughs> no, no, and read my notes. I'm, 
No, I can see. All right, we went through this last time, but I will admit today I was having a <laughs> no, melt. No, all about going with the flow. I was having a melt today, and I, Nicole let Nicole write today's podcast episode. Like I said, oh, we, every week, ninety nine percent of the time, yeah. But like, like I said, we already know everything. We just write it down so we're not. ADHD storms right and then we are. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I know. Um, no, I guess getting into like the basics. So like the reasons why you obviously want to do pathology testing, like I was saying, is we want to get to the root cause. But obviously for like any health practitioner, you want to screen or identify any risk factors for like a dis- disease or deficiency. Yeah. So it's focusing a lot on prevention or like to support preventative health and preventing diseases and so on but then it obviously can be used as a diagnostic tool which we do not diagnose as clinical clinical nutritionists that has to be done through your um doctor so uh reference ranges was that what you were asking so i guess the biggest thing with reference ranges which i'm sure everyone's experienced is going to the doctor when you have your bloods done the reference range is so large and this is based on a very like large population mm-hmm. studies as well. So, and this is why so many people go to their doctor and they're like, I feel terrible, like, and get lots of tests. And then they get told by their doctor that they're fine. Mm. And I guess the biggest thing to preface is that, like, as a GP, their role is there just to make sure you're like different, different GPs for different reasons. But generally yeah. speaking, depending on who you go see, but most of the time, as long as you're sitting somewhere in that range, you technically are like quote unquote fine. And that's the biggest difference with seeing like a GP versus a clinical nutritionist is we want to optimise your health and make you thriving. Mm. Now we do have quite a few GPs that we actually send to that do optimise those results. So that's mm. why I can't say that every GP does that. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. And what is normal for one group of people is not necessarily normal yeah. for another population group. Yeah. So it is not specific, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. And you always want to consider the result within the context of the patient. Yep. So that's where we want to look at this kind of suboptimal ranges as mm. well, which a doctor won't necessarily, um, what's the word? They won't necessarily. As in like. What's the word? The Sorry, my brain's not working. The they won't um, like use the word suboptimal. Like oh, yeah, a yeah. doctor would probably never say well, to you that is suboptimal. Some do. Some do. And some will say it's in the lower end, but you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like they won't say like it's amazing. But then yeah, it depends it honestly depends on the GP you go see. Um so it's where like a suboptimal range is essentially where a client falls within a normal reference range, but they might still present with signs and symptoms. So and it's suggesting more subclinical or functional issues yeah. going on. So yeah. A good example for this is iron deficiency. Oh, or thyroid. <laughs> or thyroid, Both. absolutely. But with, say, iron deficiency, so you might get your ferritin, your iron stores measured. It might be sitting at, say, 35. Mm. If it's below 30, it's considered deficient. But mm-hmm. go to the doctor, they say, yep, it's 35, it's within range, you're mm-hmm. fine. Yep. Some doctors may say, no, it should be better. But it, the general consensus, lots of clients we have come see us mm. are like, oh, no, my range is all fine, it's 35. Mm. But to actually feel your best with optimal energy, yep. it should be at least above 70, ideally sitting around 100, 110. Mm. So as you can see, there's such a big gap mm. of difference between and that. the difference in how you feel is insane. And it goes with like saying with B12 or even like you're going to get subclinical signs and symptoms with thyroid not functioning if it's not in the right reference range. Like it could be within yes. range. But if it's still like – and this is where I have had like poor patients where they've gone to like – four or five GPs mm. to them and I, we then she ended up going to see our really good GP in the end. 
Um, but like it was still within range and everyone was like, no, it's fine. And I was trying to get them to test because it was in the higher area of the, um, of the range. And I was trying to get them to test because she had celiac disease. I wanted them to test for her thyroid antibodies because I was like, well, if you have one autoimmune, your likelihood of having another is a lot higher. Mm. Um, and she was like, just could not lose weight and all these other issues going on. And sure enough, when I finally took her to the fifth GP and I felt really bad because she'd paid for all those consults, but mm. she was like, look, it's fine. She's like, I'm so glad you got me to go to see this one in the end. Um, but yeah, her thyroid antibodies were through the roof. Like, mm. so like it just, yeah, that was just one example. And like, even I have a patient today that I'm seeing for a follow-up and, um, he's like sent me a message being like, yep, yeah, my blood's like all really good, um, there's just like one thing that's slightly out and like I'm, I'm going through them and like literally every single thing is out. And like obviously that's just what his doctors told him and mm. yeah, but it's just, yeah. So I guess like a big thing to question is if you're not feeling right, if you're feeling fatigued or whatever health concerns mm. you have going on, you get your bloods tested and they say everything's fine. That's where it's good to obviously then follow up with a more kind of integrative practitioner yep. or say someone like us, a clinical yep. nutritionist that looks at that reference range as an optimization. Yep. Or I think for a lot of males, we've said this before, but a lot of males kind of it's not in our society, culture mm. to like for males to kind of be like, oh, I'm tired. Like a lot of males don't necessarily acknowledge like fatigue, stress, those sorts of things. Mm. So if they might notice a little bit, they'll go and then the dog's like, no, nah, it's fine. They're like, oh, it's just in my head. I've just got to get on with it. And that's mm-hmm. a lot of the time a lot of males feel that way and females. Mm. Um, so Like, yeah, you like you know your body and like if you – Yeah, sometimes seeing it visually as well can be mm. a good way to say like, okay, yes, mm. maybe I'm not feeling as good as what I think I am. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's where like starting with a baseline health check is a great start for building a picture of a client's health, especially over time. Yeah. So we obviously have a range of kind of foundation or baseline testing. We first refer our clients to get, this might be just like literal, literally general hematology, liver yep. function, renal function, um, nutrients, C-reactive protein, mm-hmm. fasted insulin, mm-hmm. fasted glucose, cholesterol, so on. They're mm-hmm. like a really great starting point with our base health line markers. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not presenting with symptoms, it's great to get an annual blood checkup mm. just to ensure everything is staying within range. Mm-hmm. As you know, as, as I said at the start, there's lots of different reasons we want to get bloods and that preventative health or general health check-ins is so mm-hmm. essential for everyone. Mm-hmm. But especially when you're presenting with signs and symptoms, we want to look at these base markers and see how your body is functioning mm-hmm. at that base mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. And then from there, that's when we want to look at the references and make sure they're optimal, not just suboptimal. Mm-hmm. So yeah. based on your present presentation. And that's why it's so individual and like we were saying, the reference range is so large mm. that if you're still within the reference, you still definitely may be presenting with signs and symptoms yep. and there's room for obviously improvement and optimization within your yep. health. 100%. Um, what else was I going to say? Do you so have anything I guess the biggest things we start with is we like look I and mean, in a concert we un- like we like some people come to us with bloods done before but we go through every single body system exactly all like mm. past health history, main health concerns, everything. And then we'll figure out what kind of testing is appropriate to be done with a patient. Absolutely. So like it depends. What, we don't just have this set standard testing that we send off for everyone. 
Mm. It depends what the person comes to us. Obviously, we have like on our gut repair program, we have obviously a lot of people come through to us with like severe gut issues. Mm. And like we always send off for an in-depth analysis of a lot of pathology testing, like blood tests, but we will also a lot of time yeah, eventually do stool testing. So that's another one that we do a lot of testing of in clinic. Yeah. And obviously when you're getting testing done, as I was saying, it's great to get like your general health markers tested regardless, mm. but you do have to justify it obviously to your GP or yep. to Medicare as well. Yes to explain why you want these testings mm. done. So that's why a lot of the time GPs won't always want to test for, you know, all these different markers. Yeah, because they don't see it as warranted enough yeah. to put it through and Medicare. And it is hard for them because yeah, they, it do is. they get, get audited. really, like, yeah. monitored by Medicare. So um, you have to uh, yeah, have that justification for yeah. it. You can't just say, like, I feel really good. I want my bloods done. Like, yeah. Unfortunately, that's not how it works with Medicare. Which it should. Like I feel like everyone mm. should. I mean, but I my, personal, my personal opinion is like from a healthcare point of view and like I'm not high up and I probably have some people listening to this being like <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. But like from my personal opinion, I think you'd probably save the Australian healthcare system so much more money by having routine bloods yeah, and picking preventative, stuff preventative health. health. Like We're surely millions of trillions, billions, trillions yeah. on like chronic disease. Like if you were to make everyone get bloods every six months or 12 months. And pick like it up in the early, early stages. stages. Like yeah, we said, if you're picking up this suboptimally like out of reference range now yeah. and optimising it, then you're getting on top of it before it turns into a disease. Or even like if you're picking stuff up suboptimally in the reference range. Is that what you just said? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I thought you said just out of reference range. No, no, no. Like if yeah. it's not, if it's still within sorry. reference, you're not feeling good, but you're told it's yeah. fine. Like yeah. we said, we want that's, it to be optimal because then it could develop into and that's what's a thyroid gonna, yeah, disease. And that's what's going to save the healthcare system yeah. trillions of dollars. I don't quite get that, but we're not even going to go there today <laughs> because, yeah. Um, we'll pitch to the We'll pitch government. to the government, yeah. Um, and then for gut, so we do obviously, I guess, functional tests. Okay. So, yeah, so that's where we really want to address the root cause of the health issues. And a lot of people come to us with so many complex cases. So functional testing really allows us to dive deep and understand properly what is going on in that deeper level, looking at all different body systems yep. to like to really summarize it. Yeah. Um, obviously, one of the most common ones we use in clinic is stool testing, mm-hmm. which is insane. Um, it's like obviously becomes it's become more and more and more um what's the word like thorough or yeah. integrative sorry my brain it's just no not it's all right and usually there. i can pick you up after if you're not <laughs> i know we're both people always say this they're like you guys are so good like you're like telepathically you pick up each other if you want to use today we're word. just staring and at each other like, today like, nicole's like what's that word and i'm like <laughs> I don't know. Um, 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 uh, yeah, so microbiome mapping, it's essentially based on like a PCR testing. It's yep. a little bit more complex than yep. that. But um, this is such a good way to look, oh, not within, not only just to investigate any digestive health concerns, or IBS, like, but your overall health yeah, and is. well-being. Because as most of us know, most of our health concerns start from the, start gut. From the gut. And this has been around for like, centuries of understanding how the gut is interlinked we've just ignored it a lot of the gastroenterologists now will look at these complete microbiome mappings and a lot of the gps we use as well actually really Mm. love them so we like we we will send on these results to the gps we use Mm. the gp will also integratively yeah i'm so she's so grateful we've got a few really cool gps that we work alongside we've got three really good ones in perth that like love us and we send them hundreds of patients they love us no because they see the results (laughs) before and afters of what we do in clinic like they see how we've and obviously they know we we want to focus on this preventative yeah, health, and that's what i mean is, they know that we're saving yeah. the, the government trillions of dollars by 
with this one person. We are saving the world. But, yeah, no, they can see the changes we make, hence why they're really happy to work alongside us and, like, send off the testing. And like you said, gastroenterologists are as well. My clients have showed that. And and they're like, wow, that looks really comprehensive. Definitely, you know, keep going with this. We can send off any testing we want, like all blood pathology testing, but obviously it's not through Medicare. So that's why we choose to also have GPs that work alongside us. And obviously the more eyes, the better. To to cover the case more. We want that. Obviously we want a GP to check like, over that as well and rule few, any anything else out yeah like i've got a few cases at the moment where like raised liver enzymes and it's very rare cases that it's just really weird like the doctors are both stumped being like these both these women do not drink alcohol mm. at all don't even have any caffeine like no toxin exposure like there's all these things mm. have had ultrasounds done everything and there's no reason why the liver mm. function should be so raised so like you know in those sorts of cases obviously anyway even if i'd done the testing myself i'd be like and when we note obviously red mm. flags yeah red flags straight to straight, the GP. yeah anything like blood and stool te- like in the stool testing we mm. do like everything like we use these gps all the time to cross check everything like well not cross check but most like, clients we have come see us we obviously want them to do blood pathology yeah. so they will go through a gp yeah, they will, yeah. so we're covering all grounds yeah. always so it's always very thorough because you're having a clinical nutritionist perspective and a gp looking at your health and mm. I really love that approach, that integrative. And then we use like Chinese acupuncture and mm. we're like literally the most integrative health professionals ever. <laughs> well, I think that's how all health professionals should be. No, but a lot of people be. don't. No, like, no, I'm saying should be. Yeah, they should be. Yeah, I agree. I mean, lots are definitely. But, but lot, I think it, like also not get letting your ego get in the way people of being like, I in. should be able to fix this yeah, person. I should be able to do this all by myself. Like we utilise everyone. Like we – I constantly refer to acupuncture. I constantly refer to GP, like the GPs we use. Naturopaths. Naturopaths, psychology. Like we use every modality possible to give people the best possible help. It's multidisciplinary for a reason. Like you need this multidisciplinary approach for someone's health. Yeah, and to get them also quicker results as well. Like, And, yeah, Yeah. I just think it gives the person the best health possible. We can't be that everything approach. And I think that's the issue in the healthcare system as well is doctors – have been set to be the person that can do everything and they just yeah. can't. Like I mean, obviously they do have healthcare plans where they can yeah, then they, they have, do. yeah, a dietitian work with them. And, or a and psychologist yeah. or an um, exercise physiologist or yeah. a – Yeah, so that's the whole point, yeah. They can refer out and they do, to specialists yeah. and everything. They're like the gatekeeper of where they need to send. Yes, exactly. Everyone, which is how the healthcare system does work well. Yeah, sometimes. but things are just also sometimes not looked into deep enough mm. or – overlooked in the health system like we're talking about with these reference yep. ranges when you're still not feeling right but it's quote-unquote within range yep, so exactly so yeah that's probably one of the biggest things we use is the stool testing which is just we, like profound yeah we did a podcast i think it's actually episode 23 on how we use stool testing to address ibs mm. or digestive concerns so if you want to know more detail with what we look into with that yeah it's a really great podcast um if we say so ourselves it's a really I actually can't podcast. remember what we spoke about, but we did um, go through that in there. And but yeah, it's just, I guess, really sorry, briefly explaining it. It goes through lots of different functional markers within your gut microbiome. Mm. So we'll go through like the main things like how protecting obviously mm. GPs or gastroenterologists test for this as well yes. to see inflammation. So, Once again, a big red flag so we can cross like, so refer. So if we see that, then we're like, okay, go to your doctor. Roll out IPT, celiac, you know, yeah. all these more chronic health um, gut health concerns, but also, or diseases, sorry, 
but also show like any mucus, blood. Yeah. It will show pancreatic um, elastase, greater IgA, zolulins, so intestinal permeability. And then it goes through all different parasites, organisms within yeast the infections, gut. Everything. It's like, just the gold standard. It is. It is. It's amazing. So like, not, yeah, like I was saying, not only does it tell us about what's going on with your digestive concerns, but mm. poor nutrient absorption, headaches, eczema, like acne, hormonal imbalances. Yes, yeah, everything. It is like a piece of... The puzzle just comes all together a lot like, of the time to after with you, we like, do this. Everyone would benefit from getting one. Like at the end of mm. the day, like you can optimize your health, even if you're not really struggling with too much. Yeah, like, like I do this a lot. Say with I've got clients that have got acne, and we're obviously mm. addressing hormonal side of things, but where they don't really present with any digestive mm. concerns, we've done stool testing, and it it comes back with a lot of ranges out. So you don't have to. You might still obviously have these abnormal ranges, yep. but you might not present with any yeah. symptoms. So yeah, exactly. Essentially, you can be asymptomatic. Um, and then we obviously do a lot of depending on what the person comes through with, but we'll do saliva and also blood and or one or the other. We usually start with blood, but for female sex hormones and male sex hormones, yeah. So um, I guess like just to briefly differentiate the two, so saliva is essentially measuring unbound hormones. So mm. this is like our fluctuating hormones and then meta- metabolically active mm-hmm. state in the body, mm-hmm. whereas bloods measure the bound. Um, so they're bound to either a protein or a carrier. So they're not essentially in their active mm-hmm. state. They both have pros and cons. They both provide different benefits for different um, markers as well. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, that's a really weird noise above us right now. Yeah, is it above us? I'm trying to figure out where it is. Yeah, I think it's the water pipes. Yeah, Sorry, like, we're being really distracted today. Um, oh, I'm busy like sneezing <laughs> on the freaking – I'm really apologising to you guys. Um, so say even with cortisol, I mean every practitioner may have a different opinion as well. We do often first go with bloods but – um, it can be really great to also test things like your cortisol, which yeah. is your stress hormone via saliva, because we can test out lots of different points of the day yeah, to so see so any like dysregulation mm. and, and look into that more deeper. And then even like looking into like thyroid profile and like getting full fire <laughs> full thyroid profile. Um which like, is often not, not always yeah. further. Like say yeah. we'll as we were saying with like your reference range, often TSH will be tested, but that could be suboptimally high, but you're told it's or fine low. and you're still presenting with either hypo or hyper yep. symptoms. And then it could be raised antibodies. But then the teeth, like reverse T3 and T4 antibodies mm. are not tested mm. and that's where we want to like once again get on top of it mm. early because you can have quote-unquote normal TSH yep. but then have out of range T3 yeah. or T4, yeah. So, yeah, really important. So I guess the biggest thing is is not is test, don't guess is mm. the key motto today. The other thing as well is like, you know, knowing exactly what testing to get done and then having a clinical nutritionist like ourselves to adequately go through everything. And then it's not even just about giving the results back to you, but it's also actually helping you implement the results and actually make change with those results mm. because – so well and explaining and good. them to yeah. you, like the amount of times I've gone through a client's results and like, wow, like I've never yeah. understood that to yeah. this extent before. Like having that education is key, the key and yeah. like the power, it's your and health. Yeah. You should be able to ca- take control of your yeah. own health and know 100%. what's happening. Like, And so, and then, so what we will usually do in clinic, clinic or not, what we, not usually, what we will do is obviously dietary intervention and mm. then also some supplements based on whatever's going on. 
um, which I've, is all therapeutic ranges, ther- yeah. like practitioner only. And then we know exactly treating that health. Yeah, exactly. Concern. And then we know exactly what dosage, what duration can be implemented over a period of time, alongside other things that are going to give the person the best results possible. Mm. As opposed, <coughs> excuse me. As opposed to, um, <laughs> as opposed. <laughs> As opposed to what? <laughs> As opposed to just guessing and like chucking people on random supplements, not knowing what their levels are. And then like there's yeah. also certain nutrients that you can't dose with if there's other things going on in the body and things like that. So I would never like just say put if someone's presenting with fatigue, I'm gonna be like, okay, I'm just gonna pop you in an iron supplement. Like it's so like, dangerous. Yeah, like look into the bloods, do a thorough mm. case history, and then we can prescribe yeah, 100%. specifically a dosage based on like your range. So I guess anyone that is dealing with any kind of health issues, like mental health issues, like depression, anxiety, gut issues, fatigue, skin issues, obviously hormonal disruptions like PMS and what's not. And then also weight loss. Obviously that's one of the biggest things we see in clinics. So if you're dealing with inability to lose weight or you can't keep weight on, Mm. um, what else do we really like? What are the big areas? Obviously thyroid issues. Yeah, gut issues, skin. skin. So, like, I guess at the end of the day, like, if you look at our programs, look at our postpartum program, our happy hormones program, our gut repair program, our holistic weight loss program, our ultimate reboot program, and is there a meal one? No, that's that's it. it. So, those five programs, and you're working one on one alongside a clinical nutritionist, so Nicole, Alex, or myself, and we're hiring a naturopath soon too. And um, with all those programs, we will select what testing is going to be best suited for you and like for a lot of those programs obviously they're looking at the whole body as whole and they're not a one size yeah, I was going to just say so a lot of those symptoms like or health concerns as Kirsty went through like a lot of these are interconnected mm. so the biggest thing is we want to understand the root cause the yep. drivers which sorry I've said this a few times in that po- this podcast mm. but that's where then we want to provide individualized treatment. So we have different programs, which mm. I hate using the word program because it sounds, I would say this, but it it's sounds a, like a cookie cutter yeah, thing. Yeah, but it's not. It's individualized to your health and these health concerns, but it's just a structural way yeah. to support you. And that's what we've found has yeah. worked so well with our clients. Because people will go see like a lot of practitioners where they go in, they pay like a one-off fee and then they get set off and they have all these questions. They need support. They need help. They need going back and forth with each kind other. Of holding like, your hand through so, your health journey yeah. and also providing you the tools and educa- education that you can take with you long term. And so sustainable change. Yeah. And I think that's like I had a patient the other day. I just saw her last night. Literally my favorite patient ever. She's so gorgeous. Anyway, and um, she was just like she used to see this nutritionist that like put her on like literally protein and like lettuce. And that's all she ate. And she lost like 20 kilos in the first um, – I think it was the first two months, which was like. I wonder why. Yeah, literally because she ate nothing and then then plateaued and like had a severe disordered eating around that and all these issues and all. Anyway, it's that's the hard thing. Like when you have a bad experience mm-hmm. with a health professional and like we do get it because a lot of the time we're like maybe the third or fourth opinion yeah. people coming to. So they almost like have not trust issues, but understandably yeah. like they've been like let down so many times yeah. by the healthcare system. They're like, well, why should I try this? Like what's yeah. different? And like to really just explain how the body works, like what we're wanting yeah. to look into on a much deeper level yeah. is so key and how we can support that sustainable change. 100%. Like it's not and everyone's so individual. And then the fact that we just have such an amazing team that we also refer out to. So the most amazing GPs we use in Perth and the most amazing acupuncturists and psychologists yeah. and chiropractors and like everything so like you just get the best support possible between us and then these other people we can refer out to so 
I think like the changes um, that you can see is pretty like amazing on all our programs. So we have eight weeks left until Christmas apparently. Eight weeks. Yes, eight wow. weeks. My client said yesterday because it's 25th today I think, isn't it? <gasps> is it's it? the 25th yeah. today. It's exactly eight weeks until Christmas Day. Whoa. Oh, true. Whoa. That's crazy. <laughs> Whoa. So, guys, eight weeks into Christmas Day, which means you've got exactly seven weeks left to book in with us. Now, I hate to break the news, but there is very limited spots. Pretty much the whole team is nearly fully booked for the rest of the year and at capacity. So, Capen, obviously you still can look yeah, on our look. website and mm. try and grab a spot, but we will post if there's any cancellations as well. So just keep your eye out, but we yeah. are. Yeah, please keep your eye out for cancellations. And just remember at the end of the day, like there is no perfect time to start your health journey. A lot of people get being like, oh, stuff it, I'll start next year, but this is where you're going wrong. Yeah. Like, and like we set you up with the best kind of treatment plans. Like we don't do necessarily like people think they go to a nutritionist and get like a meal plan where they have to set and fully eat these specific things. How and am I going to do that and cut out. things out? And like how am I going to do that over Christmas period? It's not like that. Yeah. And so it's about like, you know, if you've really been dealing with these health issues for years, it's about starting it now. The best time is now. And mm. we make it very achievable, maintainable and just help you feel good. Like mm. throughout the festive period, feel good on Christmas Day, feel good around that time, feel yeah. good, comfortable and confident over summer. So, and like obviously a massive approach we have at Pure Health is like an 80-20 rule. Yeah. Like it's all about balance and, As you can and indulging. Like yeah. I love indulging as well. Yeah. Like it's it creates such a healthy relationship with food yeah, when you 100%. allow yourself to eat these things. So yeah, it's always about being realistic. So, yeah, very limited spots. And then, yeah, like I said, we'll have an naturopath working on with us in 2024 um, and even more team members to come. Um, but at the moment, yeah, Nicole, myself or Alex, but like I said, spots are very limited. So please get in if you want a spot. Yeah. Um, don't forget we have our clinic launch. Now, this is open to all our past members, current members mm-hmm. and to any of our Pure Health fam that follows us on socials and has been a part of the journey for the last five years, you are welcome to come. We will be putting out a little RSVP link so you can click on the link on socials and RSVP to the event. But it's on the Mm. 18th, Saturday the 18th of November at our new clinic and there'll be some beautiful food and we're going to have a little yoga class on. It's just going to be the beautiful, Nice or hot. There's so many beautiful coffee shops around as well. Just Um, come pop by. Yeah. So come pop in but we'll put an RSVP link. If you want to know more about the programs, please look on at www.purehealthnutrition.com.au and you can actually read all about our programs. You can book in for a 15-minute discovery complimentary call um, mm. and like learn more. Otherwise, you can book directly in for initial consult and then we'll send you off all the correct testing. Mm. Don't forget we work online with women and men all over the world, um, mm-hmm. primarily obviously Australia but all over the world. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this today's episode. Sorry for dealing with my <laughs> sorry, it's a bit of a ramble, bit of a ramble. Um, but we hope you guys enjoyed it. Test don't guess. Test That's don't the guess. Biggest thing you take and away from this. If you want testing done, come see us. Yeah, and right. watch the David Beckham documentary. Yes, and have fun. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Bye guys. Bye. <laughs>